Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. You go to the Word of God and find out who you are. Whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you'll never be able to say that these brothers lied to you, Jack. Believe the scriptures. Today, one of the most sweeping civil rights rulings in American history, certainly the biggest gay rights ruling ever in American history. A clear and resonant and easy to understand, blunt declaration by the majority of the court. The limitation of marriage to opposite sex couples may long have seemed natural and just, but its inconsistency with the central meaning of the fundamental right to marry is now manifest. With that knowledge must come the recognition that laws excluding same-sex couples from the marriage right impose stigma and injury of the kind prohibited by our basic charter. Especially against a long history of disapproval of their relationships. The denial to same-sex couples of the right to marry works a grave and continuing harm. It's all from the ruling. If you want to know the part of the ruling, that the part of this that, that you will hear at weddings from now until the end of your life, if you want to know the part of it that will be written out again and again as almost calligraphic practice of what it means to articulate American justice and American progress in your lifetime, this is it. This is the part that you will hear over and over and over again from year, for years to come. You can say it with me now. No union is more profound than marriage, for it embodies the highest ideals of love, fidelity, devotion, sacrifice, and family. In forming a marital union, two people become something greater than once they were. As some of the petitioners in this case demonstrate, marriage embodies a love that may endure even past death. It would misunderstand these men and women to say they disrespect the idea of marriage. Their plea is that they do respect it. They respect it so deeply that they seek to find its fulfillment for themselves. Their hope is not to be condemned to live in loneliness, excluded from one of civilization's oldest institutions. They ask for equal dignity in the eyes of the law. The Constitution grants them that right. It is so ordered. And that's that. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez Billingsley. We are here yet again with another episode. Man, the summertime now was nice outside. The breeze is nice. You know, the Welch's strawberry lemonade. Life is good right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's nice. You know, summer, you know, you just want to be outside, relax and chill. And, you know what I'm saying? Let the music play in the background and just, just chill out. No worries, no cares. But today... Um, this episode on the podcast, it shouldn't be, but I'm already letting you know it's going to be. This is probably going to be probably the most listened to, most shared podcast that I probably will ever do. And the reason why I'm saying this is because the month of June in the United States, uh, some celebrate what is called Pride Month. The month of June in the United States is Pride Month. Pride Month meaning pride in your sexuality. Sexuality meaning LGBTQ, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, the LGBTQ. So it's a touchy subject, but it needs to be talked about. 
and it needs to be talked about from a biblical perspective because it's everywhere. It's having people afraid to speak against the people who practice that lifestyle. And when I say speak against, that's just simply meaning just saying that, hey, if somebody asks them a question about it, they're afraid to even say they don't agree with because they feel that, you know, the money will stop flowing, their business will get shut down. I mean, a lot of these celebrities, I watch their interviews and when they make mention of them, it's like they're afraid to even touch it. And that's fear. Fear that's brought on by Satan. And we're going to deal with it. And we're going to talk about it. And um, if there's anybody that's listening to this podcast who may be practicing that lifestyle, I just pray that you listen to this and let the Spirit of God minister to your heart. It's not to bash people who practice their lifestyle, but it's to put things in perspective and to let you know and let people know that um, God is not with it. And from what I understand, we all want to please God. Um, a lot of people practice a lifestyle. Uh, some of them are pastors, believe it or not, openly uh, gay pastors. And, you know, they it's just it's, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on everywhere. But it just needs to be explained from a biblical perspective. God is not with it. He will never be with it. And uh, I just want to help you understand. So if you got your Bibles, just go with me. Don't prejudge it. See, you probably didn't cut it off and all that already. Don't cut me off. Just listen to what the word of God has to say. Now, I'm going to deal with scriptures from the Old Testament and the New. So if you already think you know where I'm going, trust me, you don't. So let's just deal with it because we want to please God. And let's just find out what pleases God. And let's just get into it. Let's start at Romans chapter 1, verse 25. It says, Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever? Amen. For the for this cause, God gave them. Now, the them that he's talking about, you can find if you go up to verse 18, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and, uh, and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness. So he is specifically talking to people who practice ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness. See, you got to read the whole context of it. Now he's writing to Rome, but then he's talking to Rome. He's telling them about, you know, ungodliness and unrighteous men, how the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. All of that includes lying, backbiting, all that. So before people come up and say, hey, homosexuality isn't the only sin. You sin, everybody sin every day. There is a difference though. And I'm going to explain to you the difference. Now let's get back to where we was at. Verse 26, it says, for this cause, God gave them up, those who practice ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, God gave them up unto vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one towards another men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was me i'll just stop right there so he's saying for this cause god gave them up into vile affection wicked affections because if you are practicing ungodliness if you're practicing unrighteousness while holding the truth i mean the truth of god the truth of jesus christ is being presented to you you know what you heard you know what's right and you know what's wrong because you have a conscience but because of your lust you burn with it and now that affection that natural notice he says natural affection see the affection the natural affection for a man and a woman is for a man to be attracted to the woman if you can go back into the book of genesis god the bible says that god created man and then it said he created 
woman. If you look in the Hebrew and dig deeper into it, it says that he built a woman. He made a man, but he built a woman. That's why women have hips, breasts, you know, all those different things. But he created those things on a woman so that the man can be attracted to the woman so that the man and the woman can procreate via Adam and Eve and so forth and so on. We go down the list. So that's the natural use. The unnatural use is for the man to bypass the woman who he, who he created for the man. And now you're looking to another man and God says that's unnatural. So the number one thing about homosexuality and people who practice this lifestyle is that it is unnatural. It's not natural. It's unnatural. Okay. Let's go to Titus chapter one and just stay with me. We're going to dig deep into it. It's not a bash against anybody, but I, I have to talk about it. Number one, because I'm a preacher of the gospel and nobody's in my pocket and I can, I'm, I'm just going to preach the Bible. And that's just what I'm going to do. I'm going to preach it in love. But if, if any type of person was lifting up, you know, sin and, and, and glorifying it, I'm going to talk about it. It's like I'm like I'm against this this big drug culture that's going on with the lean, the mollies, the Percocets and all that. And it's having young teenagers going to, you know, Walgreens and drugstores and buying prescription drugs and overdosing off of. I'm against that. Like it's it's just it's, it's wickedness. It's it's in the earth and nobody wants to speak out against it because I guess nobody wants to mess their money up or nobody wants to be looked at as a uh, person of hate, but it's not a person of hate. It's a person, it's, it's a person of love. If you're doing something that someone feels is be, is damnable to you, the Bible said it says that open rebuke is better than secret love. So if I truly love you, then I'm going to openly um, rebuke in, the, in terms of, you know, telling you about yourself and helping you through it. And hey, you don't need to be doing this. Hey, you can do better. All right. Titus chapter one, verse 16. It says, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. Now, when I say them and as I'm reading them, he's not specifically talking to people who practice homosexuality, but homosexuality is included. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's talking about people who work all unright all unrighteousness. Now, let's go to that. Let's go to Galatians chapter five. Galatians chapter five. Look at verse 19. It says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So all those things I listed, God considers the works of the flesh, the works of the flesh. And the Bible says that people who practice that, now he's not saying that those who commit the sin. So if you commit a sin of fornication, if you had sex before you got married or whatever have you, and you repented of it and got your life, you know what I'm saying, and got yourself together, you're good. He's not saying those that have commit sin. This 
this is something, these are people who practice a lifestyle of this. Like this is your life. Like you live a life of drunkenness. You live a life of, um, you know, you practice sorcery. You practice idolatry. You know, you, you openly walk in jealousy. You, you are openly angry. Like that's what you do. And you're not trying to change because you feel like, yo, this is who I am. It's basically, it's really an identity crisis. Like you're like, this is who I am. I'm not going to change. I'm just an angry person. This is me. So let's go to first Corinthians chapter six. Let's look at verse one. I'm reading out the new living translation. It says, don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols or who commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves or greedy people or drunkards or abusers or cheat people. None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. So the way to get out of any type of lifestyle, he said that you were clean by calling on the name of Jesus. Now, these people, everybody was a once a part of something. We were all out here doing whatever we was doing. What God is trying to say is, is that he understands if, if you're in the world doing this. Now, if you're in the world doing this, the way that you get out is by coming to Jesus. The idea is not to come to Jesus, call on the name of Jesus and still hold on to your sin. And that's what's happening. People want to go to churches that accept their sin. But the question is, who does that? You supposed to, you want to come to God so you can get free of those things that are holding you down. But see, the issue is, is that some people don't believe that these sins are holding them down. They want to go to churches that believe in it because you have been deceived into thinking that it is okay. And it's not okay. It will never be okay. They can pass every law and the laws can go through. It still won't be okay. And it's, it's scary when you lift up your sin, waving it in the face of God and saying, now you accept this and your creation is going to accept. And we're going to try to shut down anybody who speaks against this. That's demonic. And then the flag of the colors that they choose to represent, and I guess their group is the rainbow. And the rainbow symbolizes God's covenant to mankind, letting us know that he will never destroy the earth again by flood. And you take that. That's like a mockery. So I, I watch all those things. Things. I look at all of those things and I'm trying to see how come more people aren't talking against it. Now you have the hate groups and you have the churches or whoever, whoever they be out there with the signs. Hey, y'all going to hell, blah, 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 blah. Well, they can't win nobody over. They can't get nobody delivered. God is not in the condemning business. He's in the loving business and the convicting business. Now, don't think he's just all loving and he just going to let you just, you know what I'm saying? Whoop, 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 whoop. Nah, he ain't going to do that. He going to convict you too. He going let you know, uh-uh, it's time to come on out of that. So he he's both sides. Don't think that, you know, well, you know, love wins. Yeah, love wins. Love wins when you obey his commandments too. The Bible says, when you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So what's love got to do with it is the question. Now I ain't talking about Tina Turner song. I mean, I'm asking like, what does love have to do with it? Because the question will be who's truly walking in love? <clears throat> you want people to love you for what you chose or what you feel that you were born, whatever the case may be. You know, we can talk about that all day. But the thing is, is that it's it's doing more harm than good. There's, there's nothing positive about the movement. And the reason, what well, my issue is, is that the reason why homosexuality is a big thing and it has to be talked about the most, number one, is because that's what's being lifted up the most. 
you know the thing about sin and this homosexuality thing is that you don't see the pedophile right the pedophile man or the pedophile woman who you know you know what a pedophile is right that's an adult who likes children who likes to have sexual activity with children you notice you never see them rallying around their decision like when they come out of jail or whatever have you never see them having meetings and saying hey people need to accept our desires we feel like we should be able to love whoever we want to love and if my attraction is to a nine-year-old and I'm 35 I mean she a girl ain't she so I mean I feel like we should be able to, to be with whoever we want to be with now if you was to ask probably a homosexual person that they would probably be like that's disgusting that's not right that's a child but all of us wrong you see what I'm saying they're not out trying to have parades you know the person who likes to have sex with animals you know that's called bestiality you know the Bible says that's wrong as well there are people who are trying to uh, some I've, I've read you know who actually try to marry their their animals some people are strongly affectionate towards the animals like they're a human being and want to have sexual intercourse with an animal the Bible says that's wrong now do you see a whole bunch of men and women with their pets out trying to march say hey we should feel like we ought to be able to have sex with these animals we ought to be able to marry the animals now it could come you know but um you don't see all the husbands all the adulterers like yo we we feel like we should just be able to make a covenant with a woman and 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 we see another woman who we want to have sex with we feel we should be able to just sleep around and just sleep with who we want to sleep with and the woman should have no right to divorce and they ought to just deal with it let's get all the brothers together let's march so we can you know so we can take a stand because we feel like we should be able to abuse our wives mentally and emotionally because that's how we feel. And you know, my dad had that problem and his dad had that problem and his dad had that problem. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just a, you know, I'm just a victim of my bloodline. I'm just, I'm just doing what's in me. Uh-uh, that's not gonna fly. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's all about deliverance. We all need deliverance. You know, when you come to God, you should, you wanna be free from what's holding you back. You wanna be free of, of a desire that you know is not healthy for you. I respect the person who struggles with the idea of homosexuality and maybe your desires toward the same sex but once out of it they admit like yo i have an affection towards this this same sex but i know it's an unnatural affection god delivered me from it they've mocked god and on shows like empire and other television shows on major networks you know talking about pray the gay away you can't pray the gay away and all these different things basically trying to let the world know that god has no power number one and number two that uh, the devil has more power than God. And number three, basically, I'm stuck in my way. I just want to do what I want to do. I mean, that's pretty much sums it up. And that's cool. You can do what you want to do. The thing is, just don't bring God in it. See, that's and that's why I have to say something. Because, I mean, if you bring God in it and saying, hey, well, God is cool with it. I, hey, that's why I got to say something. You know, if, if preachers are practicing homosexuality, if there are some preachers who practice homosexuality and, and, and marrying men or whatever they do, and then trying to run churches, that's that's an issue. That's damnable. You know, that's, I mean, there's really no word for it, but it's, it's wicked. It's wickedness. It's, it's never going to be right. It's never going to be right. And I just wanted us to get into the scriptures because that's what this podcast is about. We just want to know what thus saith the Lord. We want to get an understanding of the scriptures. We want to have, we want to just talk. I just want to bring the word of God to you. That's it. Macchiato's music in the What's it all about? Why is blood flowing through this body? Why is air in my lungs? 
Where we going now? Why did I get to place my feet here? That kingdom come, that kingdom come. It's a song about hope for you It's a song about faith I see all that you are going through And it's gonna be alright Let me introduce myself I go by the name Molly And it's nice to meet you And I'm a chill kind of guy Don't want to hurt nobody And love is the lens that I peeped you through Oh, I got a song to sing And it's a song about hope for you It's a song about faith This concludes side A. Please flip to side B. That was Molly Music with It's Gonna Be All Right. That's a new joint right there. I like, I like that song right there. <laughs> Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. We're on the B sides now. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Okay, check out verse 1. It says, uh, 1 Corinthians 5 verse 1, it says, I can, this is Apostle Paul talking. He says, I can hardly believe the report about the sexual immorality going on among you. Now, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthian church. So, so he's writing to the church. These are some new believers who just came out the world and they got born again. And he's hearing a report about this sexual immorality. And I want you to read about what the report of the sexual immorality was about. 
So he says, I can hardly believe the report about the sexual immorality going on among you, something that even pagans don't do. I am told that a man in your church is living in sin with his stepmother. You are so proud of yourselves, but you should be mourning in sorrow and shame, and you should remove this man from your fellowship. Say what now? Yeah, incest. Oh, they ain't incest. That's just his daddy's, uh, that's just his daddy's wife. That's his stepmama. That's his mother. So you, so you having sex with your dad's wife because that's not your biological mother, it's okay. It's not okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? This thing goes around the whole thing. It goes all, all across the board. Everybody wrong. So, so it's not even just the homosexuality thing. We can deal with any sin. The homosexuality thing is big because for some weird reason, we want to lift up sin. We're lifting up. We're just choosing to lift. Out of all the sins, we're lifting up homosexuality. But if we lift up, if somebody lift up uh, being a pedophile, then there'll be another issue. A lift up murderers. Hey, I feel like I should be able to knock off two, three people, and that'd be all right. It's made me mad. It made me mad. You know what I'm saying? In high school, I seen them out in the street. I'll be able to kill them without no consequence. Can't do that. Nobody's trying to rally around that. So I know the thing is you love whoever you want to love. I mean, we're supposed to love each other. We're supposed to love everybody. That's what the Bible says, but you, you don't love everybody sexually. They talking about sexual love. I know what they mean. Like, just say it. Like, you're not talking about love whoever you want to love. You're saying love whoever you want to love sexually. So they might as well just put that in there. Now they're trying to do the bathrooms. It's wicked. It's not going to be right. And I have to talk about these things because that's the Bible. Now, a lot of celebrities condone it, but celebrities aren't God. Do you understand what I'm saying? No matter how much wealth they have, none of that. Now, I'm not going to to hate people or disrespect people because of what they practice. But if you ask me something about it, I'm going to tell you I don't agree with it. And I can say it to you in love with a smile on my face and still have a conversation with you. you I won't marry you. So it's nothing you can do to make me feel bad about I'm just not going to marry you because that's not right. Because if I marry you, then I'm going to have to marry the 35-year-old who want to marry the 9-year-old. And then I'm going to have to marry the, the man and the woman who wants to marry their pet. See, I, 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 if, I could, if I go with one, I got to go with it all. And that's the thing. If you go with one, you might as well go with them all. You can't pick and choose. That's the thing with like sin. Like you, you, if you're going to sin, it's, you, you, it's all. You can't pick one. You know what I'm saying? So as a believer, once you accept Jesus Christ, yes, we do sin, but we don't practice sin. You sin meaning that you miss the mark, you make wrong decisions, you make bad decisions because you are human. So if in the case if you wake up and you have anger or attitude towards your coworkers or whatever, or say something that's crosswise or whatever have you, God is saying in first um John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, well, he's, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So he's letting us know that, yo, I know you're going to mess up. I've already provided the blood of Jesus for that to cover you. But once you mess up, come to me 
and I'll forgive you of it and I'll treat you as if you never sinned. He's not saying, all right, if that's how you feel, then just live how you want to live and I'm going to take care of you. Now, God's mercy is forever. His mercy is ever enduring. But eventually a time is going to come where that mercy is not going to be there. Because you don't want to abuse the grace of God. You don't want to frustrate the grace of God. The only reason that Jesus hasn't came back yet, I believe, number one, is because we still need to preach the gospel in places that haven't, hasn't been preached. And, and thirdly, I, secondly, I, he's, he's given us time. And the saints who are currently here, the Bible says that we're the salt of the earth. We are the salt of the earth. So we are preserving a lot of stuff from even being destroyed. Sin is a destroyer. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. So I'm showing you even in the Bible, like there's nothing new under the sun. So what I just read in 1 Corinthians 5 about the dude wanting to have sex with his stepmother. I guess we're sleeping with his stepmother. And he's saying that y'all knew about it and nobody wanted to say anything. God doesn't like that. Like, say something. That is your responsibility. And then later on, they'll find out when he says, remove him from your fellowship. He's not saying kick him out of the church. Don't let him come back. He's saying, yo, if you keep reading, yo, if he want to do that, then let him do that. He knows he knows right from wrong. He knows he knows better. If he wants to do that, let him do that. And then eventually we read the boy came to himself, asked for deliverance, and and, and he welcomed him back in the fellowship. You know, but basically, brother, you ain't finna be up, you know what I'm saying, being the parking lot attendant and, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying, ushering people in the seats and you sleeping with 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 mother homes, like you can't you can't do that. Like we can't allow that. Like that's wrong. Now that's a difference if he was doing that and nobody knew, like that was like some secret sin, but everybody knew, but nobody wanted to say nothing. Like, no, you can't you can't do that, man. God's just you just can't do it. Okay, now you can do whatever you want to do, granted, but there's consequences to it. First John 3, 7. It says, Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil. Who has been sinning since the beginning? But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them because they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. You understand what I'm saying? So the fact that, so the question now, I've read blogs all the time about can you be a Christian or can you serve Christ and be a homosexual? And can be homosexual? No, you can't. It just told you, you can't. Let's read it. Maybe you didn't see it. First John chapter three. Verse 9, those who have been born into God's family, family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are the children of God. You can't do it. You, If you're in Christ, you're not going to want to do that. So the fact that you claim to be in Christ and doing that, you're not in Christ because if you're in Christ, you don't ha- you don't want to do that. And you're not making an you show not making an excuse for doing it. Now that's the difference of being in Christ and then Satan is, is 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 stirring up these ungodly desires. Well, you know what to do in that instant. 
You ask God to, to cleanse your heart. You can ask him to put desires in you that need to be there. Take out that desire, put the natural one in there. Now, maybe the unnatural one came in there from something that happened in your childhood. It came from uh, chemical. God can redo chemicals. So it, it makes n absolutely no difference. So even if a person says they're born that way because they had a chemical imbalance or whatever have you. Now, if homosexuality was a mental illness, which I feel like it is, then it needs to be treated as such. But God can deliver you. He can deliver anybody from anything. He says in his word, call on him and he will answer. All right, I think this is the last scripture. Let's go to James chapter one. James chapter one. You still with me or did you go home? I hope you're still here. James chapter one. This is this is what the word of God is for, is to correct us in areas that we need correcting. When I need correction, I go to the book. I'm, I'm reading the word of God, and I'm, as I'm reading this, convicting me and correcting me on what I need to do, what I need to put off. My responsibility as a child of God is, yo, I, yo, I need to work on that. I'm not trying to make an excuse for to, to keep sinning or or to, to do what's wrong. James chapter one, verse 25, it says, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Calls the Bible the perfect law of liberty. You look in there, read it, do what it says, and he'll bless you in your doing. And yes, Jesus commands us to love. I love you, but I'm not rocking with that. And I'm not sorry. I'm not rocking with no sin. God hates sin. He doesn't hate you, the individual. He hates what you do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like the husband who's sleeping around on his wife. He loves the husband. He wants the husband to get it together. But he hates the fact that you are treating his daughter this way. And you're causing harm to yourself and to her. He hates that. He don't hate you. So God hates Pride Month because it's... You slap your, it's like a, like you're spitting in his face. Like, yo, you took, you took what I represented as a covenant for the earth. You making that your flag. You just don't even know what to say no more. It's in our cartoons. It's in, it's in the music. It's in, it's in the movies. It's everywhere. It's sin. God wants us free. That's it. This ain't a hate message. This is, this is the love message. And if you can't see it as wrong, then that's the problem. You need a new set of eyes. And I pray that God will open your eyes so that people can see who practice sin, that it will not end well, and he's given them time. And I pray that the decision for Jesus is made before the time runs out. If you want to email me, which I'm sure I'll probably get a whole bunch of emails, you can email me at mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Follow me on all social media at mbills314. The book of Romans chapter 3 verse 4, the latter part of that verse, to let God be true and every man be a liar. I'm out.